The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the fourth chapter. Jesus went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and he was teaching them on the Sabbath, and they were astonished at his teaching, for his word possessed authority. And in the synagogue there was a man who had the spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice, Ha! What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him down in their midst, he came out of him, having done him no harm. And they were all amazed and said to one another, What is this word? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And reports about him went into every place in the surrounding region. And he arose and left the synagogue and entered Simon's house. Now Simon's mother-in-law was ill with a high fever, and they appealed to him on her behalf. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she rose and began to serve them. Now when the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many, crying, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Christ. And when it was day, he departed and went into a desolate place. And the people sought him and came to him and would have kept him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to all the other towns as well. For I was sent for this purpose. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Judea. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. St. Paul tells the Corinthians, Earnestly desire the higher gifts, and I will show you a still more excellent way. Corinth was a busy Roman port city. It had people from all walks of life. There were sophists, Epicureans, Stoics, and a strong Jewish contingent. Geographically, it was not far from Athens. It was known for its religious pluralism and trade. In Acts chapter 18, we are told that the Lord gave St. Paul one and a half years of preaching there. The Lord told Paul, I have many people in this city. In spite of the great odds of a society filled with many different teachings, there was much good happening there through the gospel. The Lord's many people seem to have been mainly former pagans and philosophers of other ideas. One could see the work of the Holy Spirit amid seemingly difficult odds. When Paul wrote 1st and 2nd Corinthians, 
he was then dealing with some of the challenges of such a multifaceted group of people in the church. The Christian life is a journey. It takes time for people to learn and grow when they enter the church. To have the Lord strip away our old ways in order to embrace the higher gifts and the more excellent way is often slow. St. Paul was trying to teach them to understand and embrace the unity of the church by seeking the higher and divine things of the Lord. In a similar way, St. Paul encourages the Colossians to see higher things. He says, If therefore you were raised together with Christ, seek the things that are above, because Christ is seated on the right hand of God. Set your minds on what is above, not what is upon the earth. Paul knew the challenges that the young Christians faced in leaving their old lives behind in order to embrace their new lives in Christ. Our gospel for this morning provides for us a picture of what St. Paul is teaching. One is a holy image, and the other is the teaching that springs from the image. In this case, we are led to see the degradation of the world and the Son of God walking right into the midst of it. The divine comes down to earth. We see St. Paul's words in the image of Jesus in the synagogue. There is a reciprocity of movement. The Holy One of God comes to earth in order to make possible our ascent into heaven. As Jesus teaches in the synagogue, the world seems normal to the onlooker. People gather, a rabbi teaches, but a demon tries to hide in the crowd, but the divine teaching of Jesus exposes the evil. As the demon cries out, it attests to Jesus' earthly heritage as being from Nazareth, but it also attests to Jesus' divinity as being the Holy One of God. But it also attempts to confuse the crowd with the statement, have you come to destroy us? To the crowd, it may have looked like they were merely words of a man, and that would paint a picture of Jesus as a destroyer and not as a savior. And this is the true mark of evil. Evil is ever at work to erase heavenly realities. Paul keeps directing the Christians to the things above because the temptation is to be overcome with the preponderance of evil on earth. Our former lives or our past sins creep into our minds. Doubt sometimes beleaguers the Christian. Maybe the mundane features of life and our fast-paced world lull us to sleep. We get trapped in the here and now and cannot see heavenly things. There are, these are ways the devil can turn us away from Jesus and the things above 
It's a two-step process. We grow weary because we lose the sense of holy awe. Then we conclude that reality is only what we can see here. We become focused on evil and we lose the sense of the divine. But St. Paul encourages us into what Jesus does. The divine voice of the Savior teaches us to peer into the deep and holy presence of His love. Jesus comes down to earth in order to take us up to Himself. Our communion liturgy was written with all of this in mind. It begins with the preface, The Lord be with you. The next thing the celebrant says is, Lift up your hearts. Lift up your hearts is a strong note calling for the elevation of the soul above all earthly things. It carries with it praise, but it is also an encouragement to you. The celebrant is telling you not to let the troubles of life, even your own sin, or your heavy heart keep you away from the holy things on this table. You are being encouraged in the midst of this mortal life to look up to heaven. To quote St. Paul, earnestly desire the higher gifts and I will show you a still more excellent way. This is the more excellent way. These are the higher gifts. The devil is behind trying to tug on you to keep you from drawing near. But the celebrant says, set your minds on what is above, not what is upon the earth. The celebrant's words, lift up your hearts, are pointing you to the gospel book to recall to your hearing that Jesus comes to you to cast out evil. He turns a dying world into the Garden of Eden. He forgives you. And He picks you up out of the evil that surrounds. And He places you at His table. You are being taught through the holy narrative of apostles and evangelists to look into the face of Jesus in spite of all that would hold you back. In just a few moments, the celebrant will lift up the cup and host, and you will see that Jesus indeed comes. Don't look back. Look forward. Whether in the flesh, in the synagogue, or in the Eucharist, in the church, the Savior comes to restore you and bring peace. Heaven comes to earth that the divine love of Jesus may lead you up to heaven. In the holy name of Jesus.